Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians. We examine our position in Christ and our purpose in the body of Christ. We also examine the pillars of doctrine popularized during the Protestant Reformation, known as the Five Solas. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he discusses today's slice of this week's message entitled, It is the Gift of God. The Roman Catholic Church teaches that in order to be saved, you need faith. But you need faith plus works on your part in order to achieve enough merit. It is a merit-based system. The Roman Catholic Church teaches that in addition to the grace of God in Christ, you also have to work off the demerits that you've earned by your sins subsequent to the point at which you believe. And they teach that you will likely need centuries in a mythical place they call purgatory, from the word purge, the place where you go to purge your sins. You need to spend a lot of time in purgatory to further pay for your sins. So that means that what Christ did was not sufficient to take anyone straight to heaven. The Roman Catholic Church believes that in addition to what Christ has already done, you have to receive sacraments which only they can give you, and only the ones that they specify as priests can give these sacraments to you. And beyond that, they believe that the prayers of certain dead people, such as Mary, the mother of Jesus, and there are others whom they regard as saints, they think that those people can assist in answering your prayers or in even securing your salvation. They define saints in a, in a way quite different from what we saw in Ephesians chapter 1. And by the way, in many corners of Catholicism, you'll find that they even regard Mary as a co-redemptrix, the feminine ending on Redeemer, meaning that she participates along with Christ in the work of redemption. The Roman Catholic Church teaches that it defines the purpose for the lives of its people rather than understanding that our goal is simply to please God directly. And by adding works and sacraments and penitence to the finished work of Christ, that doctrine ends up failing to give God all the glory He deserves for salvation. Now, that should help you see why the Reformers framed these statements based on what the Bible clearly teaches. And bringing them together like this is a helpful way to remember the essentials. So here is your everything you ever needed to know. Well, not really. But here are the five solas. Sola Scriptura. Sola Scriptura says, emphasizes that the Bible, the 66 books of the Old and New Testament as originally penned, they alone are the source of authority for Christians. The Reformers rejected 
both the supposedly divine authority of the Roman Catholic Pope and their confidence in the accumulated traditions of the church. Um, only the Bible is inspired by God, 2 Peter 1.21. Holy men were born along, moved along by the Spirit of God. Only the Bible is God-breathed, 2 Timothy 3.16, is breathed out by God. And anything taught by the Pope or in tradition that contradicted the Bible was to be rejected. And by the way, sola scriptura had the further consequence of fueling the translation of the Bible into German, French, English, and now hundreds of other languages. Why? Because if the church owns the Bible and they determine what's in the Bible and they determine what the Bible says and only they are qualified to interpret the Bible, you don't need a Bible. But if the church is under the authority of the Bible and we have a direct relationship with God, you want to know what your father says. So all of the Bible translations have been secondarily derived from the concept of sola scriptura. Second one, sola fide, faith alone. That emphasizes salvation as a free gift, not faith plus anything. The Roman Catholic Church of that time emphasized, and this really got the whole thing started, they emphasized uh, the use of indulgences. That's where you would donate money and uh, that would supposedly provide for you either shortening your time in purgatory or help shortening the time of somebody that you love in, in, in purgatory to buy status with God. They were working on building this big place in Rome, and that was one of the ways to raise money for it. Now, that was extreme, but same stuff still goes on today. Good works, including baptism, they were seen as being required for salvation. But sola fide says that salvation is a free gift to all who will accept it by faith. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that Whoever believes in Him will have eternal life. Not have a chance at eternal life after working off their problems, will have eternal life. Romans 6.23, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Or by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Then there's sola gratia. And by the way, I never took Latin. I may be pronouncing these really bad. I'm pretty good on sola. Um, you, you help me with the rest of them if I'm not getting them right. But I know this means grace alone. That emphasizes grace as the basis of our salvation. In other words, salvation comes from what God has done rather than what we do. That's why I said our text today is a great place to step back and see a wider view of salvation. For by grace, sola gratia, you have been saved through faith, sola fide, and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works that no one may boast, soli dea gloria. We'll get there in a minute, for His glory alone. I said several of these pillars are right here, so good time to take a look at them. How about solus Christus? Christ alone emphasizes the role of Jesus in salvation. Now, the Catholic Church, oh, they're big on Jesus, mind you, don't, don't, don't get me wrong on that, but they place priests in the role of 
an intercessory connection between people and God. The Reformers recognized the role of Jesus Himself as our high priest. There is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 2.5. Or uh, Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. So Christ is the only one that can bring us to God, Christ alone. And finally, soli deo gloria, to the glory of God alone. That emphasizes the glory of God as the goal of our existence. Rather than striving to, to, to please church leaders or to keep a list of rules or just to look out for your own interests, our goal is to glorify the Lord. We don't boast in ourselves, Ephesians 2.10. Or how about 1 Corinthians 10.31? If I, if I have a life verse, this is it. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. When you understand the Bible in its profound simplicity, you can understand the concerns of the Reformers and how these five solas offer a strong summary of what we believe and what the Bible teaches, but also a strong corrective to a lot of misunderstandings, be they from the Roman Catholic Church or anywhere else. And by the way, every single one of these solas that was such a battleground in the 1500s is a battleground now. They are all under direct assault in the world of evangelicalism today. Now, I'm not here to bash anyone. God loves all of us. I mean, God even told me, I have to love you. I'm working on it. I'm here to say, like 2 Corinthians 5 says, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Jesus had some pretty strong things to say about people like Saul of Tarsus before he turned him around and made him Paul the Apostle. If only we had another 20 minutes, I would love to satisfy the curiosity. I expect somebody to ask me, well, how are these things being under assault today? Well, stick around. We'll probably get to them uh, along the way in Ephesians, but trust me, they all are. People are assaulting Scripture alone, believing that God speaks to you other ways. People are assaulting uh, faith alone, adding in things that you have to do. They're assaulting, uh, assaulting Christ alone. Well, you know, there's other, other ways that people can find. You don't have to exclusively be uh, committed to Christ. Maybe you can even be saved and stay in a, in a false religion. Um, um, it, it isn't necessarily all for the glory of God. It, there's a lot of things that are being assaulted today in very subtle ways, but very real ways. So why take you here? Well, Somebody said it better than me. You've heard part of this quote, I'm sure. Those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. If you don't understand the solas, you're not going to recognize when they're being um, assaulted today. So those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Now, I love the snarkiness of, it, of this. Yet those who do study history are doomed to stand by helplessly while everyone else repeats it. I don't want us to be repeaters. I want us to understand 
This is the free gift of God. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.